to become wealthy uh, and to go on the journey of wealth, you need like a lot of strong reasons. And I think um, to be generous is like one of the best reasons to, to get wealthy. And you know, being generous towards my parents and family and stuff like that is one of the best things, most fulfilling things in my life for sure. All right, we're back at Before the Money. Thank you for tuning in again, guys. The the guest I'm speaking to today, um, he's a really interesting character. He's a business owner, marketing expert, creative, um, what he calls himself a citizen of the world, traveled to th- 57 countries, um, and I'm sure many more to come, all while building his marketing agency, Lion Social. Uh, but the real reason why I wanted to chat with this person today is because of their outlook on life. They just squeeze every ounce of you know passion and excitement out of life, and it got me thinking: like, what would what would our lives look like if we approach life with the same you know ferociousness and hunger as this person? So, I I want to introduce to Before the Money, Jay Top. How you doing, man? Hey, hey, good morning, man. Um, yeah, thank you for those, uh, those kind words. And um, yeah, I'm excited to, to have a conversation with you. Wicked. So we just finished chatting about you're in Malta at the moment. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And what are you liking most about Malta at the moment? Um, I think I uh, probably say my mom. I never see my mom this happy. I haven't seen her in, in 14 months and... Her, my grandfather, her father, was was born here, and uh, she's been wanting to come her whole life, like literally since she was a little girl. Um, and just hasn't been able to make it work. So you know, I've been able to fly her over here and surprise her, and just like, I never seen her this happy. So it's uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty beautiful. Just yeah, mm. that's one of the things um, I I know I definitely didn't think of getting into business is the amount of freedom it gives you to kind of treat your parents and like, you know, provide um, a life for people, you know, outside of yourself. It's such a a beautiful gift that, you know, business and money allows us to do. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think it's, um, I think one of my, I think to to become wealthy uh, and to go on the journey of wealth, you need like a lot of strong reasons. And I think, um, to be generous is like one of the best reasons to, to get wealthy and you know, mm. being generous towards my parents and family and stuff like that is one of the best things, most fulfilling things in my life for sure. So when did this ambition start for you? Let's jump back to a young Jay. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was a pretty ambitious kid. My father was actually the, the Australian boxing champion a couple of times throughout like my childhood. Um, so yeah, uh, professional boxer and um so i think that was instilled in me um i was always very competitive but yeah like i think as far as business as business went like there was a lot of financial volatility in my parents business growing up they always had businesses my grandparents bought and sold businesses and i think i was about 12 years old one afternoon when i when i came home from school at a private school um Reedy Creek and I, you know, walked across the road to my family's businesses and they pretty much just, you know, my mom was crying and was like, dad was like, we're fucked. We need 50 grand by the end of the day. <laughs> Otherwise where the houses, cars and everything was done. And that moment, you know, left a big imprint on me. And, um, you know, I, I remember like later that night, I, um, you know, made a promise to myself that 
I was going to fix this problem for my family as a, as a 12 year old boy. And, uh, that's how I got into marketing and really like my real, you know, journey started into entrepreneur, like then becoming like, you know, an entrepreneur, um, and trying to solve problems. And that's how I got into Facebook ads, social media marketing, um, was just, you know, save my parents' business. Yeah. That's powerful, dude. And on, on that note, obviously with a ambition like that and a reason like that, it can be easy for us to become overwhelmed. So early on in the journey, like when you were working really hard, you were gathering the skills, all this kind of stuff, you were trialing, you were failing. What was the, that, the pressure of that mission like for you to deal with? Um, I, think, I think like the weight when I've like, so I started my marketing journey yeah, by saving, you know, my parents' family business. So there was definitely a weight to that because the outcomes um, of, you know, me mucking around on Facebook ads as a kid, you know, were very real. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just having like a little bit of fun. It was like, you know, those real world outcomes where, you know, would, you know, really, you know, make a big difference in the family's life, whether, whether these ads worked or not, <laughs> whether, you know, things happened. So there was definitely like a weight or like a, a feeling of like responsibility. Um, and then as far as like a, you know, a weight to just, just, just being ambitious in general, I think, um, I think when I was, you know, I can be extremely critical of myself and some, and like, you know, mm-hmm. not, not so much lately, but I definitely go through stages and there's definitely a weight to just like this constant, um, you know, self-criticism, but that's like, you know, yeah. I, I would say apart from that, I wouldn't say there's like too much of a, I think we just like choose to take, uh, on my journey, I just chose to take like, you know, responsibility for certain things and, you know, yeah. So there's a way to that as well. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah, I get that as well. And it's really easy to kind of beat ourselves up and get attached to outcomes. Uh, but when we look back at, you know, our history in business, it was the time spent where, you know, we were trialing different things. It was exciting. Like, I, I'm sure you can remember the first time you probably learned about Facebook ads. You're like, what the fuck? This exists, you know? So going back and looking at all those different failures and like the, the tribulations and stuff that we go to is like what makes the current situation so sweet in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. The, the, like, there's always like a huge nostalgia for the early days. Like, I'm still in my early days. Like, I'm 22 and I haven't even fucking started yet. But, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia for, you know, the, the early days for sure. Like, those, yeah, times when I'm like, yeah, 16. I jumped out of high school when I was like 16 to run my agency. And, like, even just that whole process of jumping out of school, telling my teachers I'm done, I'm making more money than <laughs> and all that shit. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was exciting. Mm. so how did you so like i i get the sense that you're uh quite a humble dude uh how did you maintain how did you maintain keeping your head on your shoulders when you know you were say earning money at, at a young age or you were doing things that were out of the ordinary how did you maintain you know what's the word for it how did you stay humble i guess that's what i'm trying to say yeah, I, I tried to not go on too many podcasts because I feel like it's so easy to, <laughs> to get prideful on, on podcasts. Um, i got to check my ego when, I, when somebody starts asking me questions. So, yeah, um, I think, oh, I don't know. I definitely, you know, I definitely did fall into pride many times and like thought I was fucking shit hot and thought I was better than I was and was humbled, mm. um, you know, several times. <laughs> um, mm. 
Mm. Yeah. But I think also, you know, a big part of what I did was like traveling and getting away from, you know, home and certain geographical location. And, um, and what that really did is got me away from like a lot of status games because I wasn't in like a, you know, community where nobody fucking know, like, I don't even have a car. Like, um, nobody cares about, mm-hmm. um, where I live. Like nobody knows where I live. Like, um, and I just like, nobody, yeah, not that I don't live in nice places or do nice things, but I think, yeah, by just like traveling and, and doing my own thing and being away from a lot of people, like being away from everyone, I, um, yeah, it was easier just to not, um, try and be prideful because there's no one here to impress. Yeah. On a similar note to that, like I notice whenever my ego is getting a little bit too, uh, big, I suppose you could say it, I go into nature, man, because one thing that grounds me, and it's probably a similar thing for you traveling. When I go into nature, I'm reminded that, you know, this huge ecosystem is operating with or without me. I'm a little speck in the cosmos, you know, and when you're traveling around the world, I'm sure you get the same feeling of like, wow, I've probably loosely interacted with thousands of people over the last couple of months. And probably most of them I won't ever come in contact with again. Like the world is such a big place. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, and it's funny, I place, I I place such a high value on like business, um, online business and, and entrepreneurship and I can get really obsessed over it and like be doing really well. And then I'm, you know, yeah, I'm in environments Mm. where not everybody values that (laughs) and I could be the best fucking have the best online business in the coaching and education space in the world and they just wouldn't give a fuck. So it's also nice to like just be around people who have different values and like, you know, rather than just everybody, you know, on the yeah, obsessed with the same things. Mm. Yeah. So while we're on the topic of, of traveling, I think what you're doing at the moment is something that, you know, probably lots of people spend time in their own mind thinking about, you know, traveling the world, building a business. It's all well and good. Um, what do you think some of the, some of the most difficult things about building a business are while you're moving around a lot and, uh, bear in mind an internet business is obviously a lot more flexible, but it's a business nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah, there's definitely like a lot of challenges being on the road. Um, I did. Yeah. Like this has been pretty much, yeah, I think I'm like, yeah, 14, 15 months this trip of like living out of Airbnbs and and doing the internet business thing. There's like, yeah, so many lessons that I've learned. Like, I think the biggest one is like, you know, for me and like, and I think it's for everyone, but environment's just everything. Like Mm. one of the most basic core things I need to be able to show up every day and and give my everything. Um, You know, for me, that looks like, you know, yeah, a nice, beautiful apartment with a local coffee shop, a gym, a good butcher, um, you know, a nice whiskey bar, maybe um, <laughs> an environment that I find beautiful, <laughs> fast as fuck internet, because I will, you know, I will fucking kill people if my internet's not, <laughs> my internet's not fast. Um, you know? Yeah. So there's like, I think you just learn like, what are the core things I need to live a good life? Um, and yeah, there's obviously like so many opportunities for like crazy distractions and it's like staying focused and you go through stages like, um, of like, you know, wanting to focus more on traveling and wanting to focus more on business. Like, you know, the start of this year, like obviously like I'm always like running 
running hard for the business, but I was like definitely more keen on, on traveling at the start of this year. And I was going through all through the Arctic and um, moving a lot. And then like this summer, I've been, you know, I've been moving a bit here in Europe, um, bouncing around a bit, but I've been pretty business focused. Like, it's like that's where, where I've spent like my, most of my days. Um, so I haven't even like, you know, I haven't really, I've been in places, but I haven't like been like super interested in like going around and seeing shit. Mm. And is there like a, a strategy to your traveling really at the moment or are you just going with, going with the wind? Yeah. Just kind of letting, letting life lead me. I feel yeah. like I, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think when you just like show up with an open heart and a trust in life and, uh, just say, Hey, life lead me, take me, take me where I'm supposed to be. Um, and you know, the, op- you know, the opportunities that have risen, like the ones that feel good, I say yes to the ones that don't, I say no to. And you know, the people that, yeah, I've got to meet the places I've got to go. It's, uh, yeah. So yeah, there's no real plan. I'm just, uh, I'm just letting life lead me. Yeah. That's a, it's usually the hardest, um, part on the journey as well is like relinquishing power to a certain extent and just looking out for you know the signs like what what makes you happy what makes you motivated all that kind of stuff um i know i definitely spent the first probably three or four years building a business extremely miserable because i was trying to build like this arbitrary image um like rather than a lifestyle i tried to separate the business and life too much and i found myself just being miserable until one day I was just sick of it and I decided to like cull all my clients that I had on the book. I just completely changed the business model and leaned into what my body was trying to tell me the whole time because when we're like building a business and things like that, it obviously there's difficult things to do and you have to work hard, but it should feel natural in a sense. You know, your skills should be complemented by the life you're trying to build and you're a, you're a really creative dude. So where does creativity come into relations for business in your mind? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like creativity is, um, it's an interesting word. Um, you know, some would say like creativity, like creativity is like the key indicator of like consciousness as in like you can't be creative, um, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, an unconscious being can't be creative. There's like a, a lot of interesting ideas around that. Um, but you know, there's a cool quote by Naval and he said, um, you know, work is what you do for others or business is what you do for others. And like art is what you create for yourself. Uh, or business is what you do for money. Art is, art is what you just, you know, you do for yourself. <laughs> and I think I'm, you know, I'm trying to find like a, a, like an intersection of the two, you know, like I want what I create, um, you know, for my clients to be beautiful and I want to create beautiful businesses and, you know, I want, um, you know, I want to be able to express, you know, all of me in the work that I do. And yeah, like in the direct response marketing space, which, you know, it's about line social, my agency is in, like it's a notorious space for like terrible design and like, there's no, like, <laughs> there's no aesthetic, um, value. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like pretty old school marketing kind of vibe. So being able to like, yeah, bring my fresh creativity, the creativity of our team in, in, into a space like that. It's just like, it makes it fun. It makes it worth doing. Like, um, yeah, I, yeah, I try and, um, yeah, I think trying to like, yeah, try and bring like intention into everything we do, like 
if, if creativity is like consciousness and bringing things that are unconscious to, to consciousness, um, then, you know, it's like being like, you know, conscious of every single thing that we do rather than being like just inheriting all like the old ideas from whoever went before us and just like taking them at face value and say, yeah, that's good enough. But like, you know, asking questions about, you know, every, all the work that we produce and being like, yeah, is this, do we make a conscious decision to do this? Do we have to do this? Um, yeah. So what would you, how would you describe your role in the business? Um, I'm just, um, yeah, I'm pretty like, I'm pretty all over the place. Like as far as like mm-hmm. the business isn't like the business does not run without me. Like it's, uh, I'm the, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the, I would say like I'm head of, you know, I'm head of marketing, head of sales and head of like product <laughs> as far as the product we're delivering. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I've got pretty much I've structured the business just to have me supported to, to run hard. Um, and, you know, like I'm managing a team, it's about, there's four, me plus four full time. And then, but we've got like, you know, a team of contractors all over the world that are doing different things on a, on a weekly basis. So it's a lot of managing the team as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know how I would define my role. It's just like, yeah, fucking front man running hard, <laughs> trying to, mm-hmm. you know, trying to bring everyone together, keep, you know, bring a, mu- a bunch of like amazing, creative, gifted people under one vision um, and see what we can do, mm. do together. Are you good at rel- relinquishing power? Um, yeah, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm like obsessed with, I'm like definitely not like a, like uh, a dude that's ever been like obsessed with power or feel like I need to, um, you know, flex my power in, uh, in, in, in business. I think, um, you know, one of the biggest skills in business is like effective delegation and being able to delegate well, not just like delegate to anyone, but delegate to competent others. And, um, you know, if I can delegate something to a competent person, like I will, I'll never stop doing that. I'll delegate till I've got nothing left to do. If there's competent mm. people that, that can, you know, do it well fair exchange like yeah i got no problem i don't have to be a hero uh in charge of doing anything yeah that's a that's a great way to look at it because um you know you can get wrapped up in needing everything to be you know quote unquote perfect so therefore no one else can do it and then you just end up burning yourself into the ground and then the final product is never as effective as if you were to work collaboratively as a team yeah man yeah, it's such a limiting mindset. People who say like, you know, no one can do it like I can do it. And, and maybe there's some insane artists that, where that's true. Um, and that's cool. Mm. Uh, they're not going to build a business. They're, they're just going to be an artist. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, I yeah. think, uh, yeah, it's such a limiting mindset. And yeah, learning to be able to collaborate with people, um, find people whose values align with yours, find people who are on a similar mission. And yeah, you can just do so much together, so much more together, like, you know, with the projects that we got on, got going on at the moment, if I had that mindset, yeah, we wouldn't. None of this, yeah, none of this shit would be happening. None of this would be getting off the ground. So, on the topic of kind of traveling, is there a particular place that you've come across in the world where you felt like really inspired and motivated to to create and build? Like, do you have a favorite place that you've visited so far? Yeah, there's there's definitely like some key places that have stood out for me, like like the Mediterranean Sea, man, like there's like, obviously it's big, it's, it's big, but um, yeah, I think just by the Mediterranean in the summer in 
like the small coastal towns, it's just like such an energy. And there's so much like life and vitality and energy by the Mediterranean during the summer that like, it's funny me and my, you know, me and my friends uh, and a couple of clients joke about like, we always make the most money when we're by the Mediterranean. <laughs> and it seems to be true. Like <laughs> last summer, that was for sure. This summer it's been for sure. Um, and like 2019 when I was here last again, like there was, it's, it's been true. So I think there's like, yeah, the Mediterranean summer is like, I think it's something that I'll come back to every year forever. Um, but then, you know, also I've got a lot of inspiration from Holland. I lived in Holland for a few months last year and I'm heading back there in a couple of weeks. Um, Copenhagen's, you know, been a really special place for me. And I actually, like, you know, my, my film house creative studio that we're releasing a couple of documentaries under this year, it's called Copenhagen apartment. And, you know, that inspired the creation of, of, of uh, some documentaries and, and and what we're creating there. So there's definitely huge places. And even like, you know, the North and like the Arctic, I'm not in a rush to go back to the cold, but, um, you know, it's extremely uh, like defining for my journey and um, extremely inspiring to, to be in a place like that for so long. And yeah, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to pick one. Um, I spent quite, quite a bit of time in the Middle East a few years ago as well. And that, um, that definitely, you know, made a big impact on my life and how I saw the world as well. Um, but yeah, mm. I couldn't, I couldn't pick one. <laughs> yeah. That's the hardest part. Hey, it's like, it's really just, um, taking stock of who you are in all the different places. That's the most important thing. Was there, is there a particular part along your travels that, you know, you really wish you were just back at home? Like nothing was just going right. Maybe you were in a bad headspace. Would have you faced anything like that? Yeah, probably like two days ago. <laughs> nah, <laughs> there's constant, there's constant challenges, man. There's constant challenges. Like, um, you know, you, there's so, especially the more you're moving, there's just so much friction in your life. You know, when you back home in beautiful Palm Beach on the Gold Coast, it's so easy just to get into this frictionless, effortless routine where just everything flows. You've got like, you're just like in this deep fucking flow of a, of a routine and nothing can touch you. It feels like you're invincible. It's a, uh, it's a lot harder to get into that routine, that routine like that consistently when you're moving a lot, you know, if you're staying somewhere for a few weeks, you can definitely get into that. But I've had to move around for a few things like the last little while has been amazing. Um, but yeah, there's definitely like challenges just, yeah, a lot, it can be a lot of friction and it's like all the basic things, you know, you just want to be able to like, yeah. And then there's also like bigger, you know, more existential um, crises or like uh, challenges that you can have while, while traveling. Like there's a, this new opportunity to ask all these new questions and reveal all these parts of yourself that you didn't know were there. And sometimes you find nice stuff. Sometimes you find not so nice stuff and there's nowhere to hide when you're all alone on the other side of the world. You know, you don't have buddies mm-hmm. to go get drinks with and shit to distract yourself with. You got to sit in that apartment and, and figure some things out. <laughs> Hmm. how do you think you'd describe the the person you were before starting this journey like if you were to kind of have that conversation with with that person what would be some of the key differences in your personality or your mindset whatever works hey team real quick reminder before we jump back in if you're enjoying yourself and you're getting value from this episode there's no need to keep all this goodness to yourself share the growth with your audience and leave behind five stars much love guys and back to the episode yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, I was a lot more like 
uh, black and white in my thinking. Like when I first started to travel, like I did my first trip when I was like 17. And like, I think over the, like, the, like I'm 22 now. So like over the last five years of, of traveling and doing the online business thing, like, yeah, I think I've become a lot uh, less linear and black and white in my thinking. And I, uh, I can see both sides of everything. Um, whereas, you know, when I was younger, I was probably, you know, I called something black, black or something white, white. And now I'm just like, you know, I'm pretty open to, to all the grayness. Yeah, wicked man. So let, let's, let's dive into kind of who you are at the moment because we've given the people a great backstory. Um, what's your favorite book or books? Ooh, oh, that's a good question. I'd say uh, my favorite book of the last year has been The Beginning of Infinity by David Deutsch. He's like a uh, philosopher mm-hmm. of science and uh, physicist from Oxford. And it's just like, it's an amazing book. It's, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's been like my biggest study um, for like the last year. It's way, it's, it was way over my head. It's still way over my head, but I, uh, <laughs> I've done a lot of work on that book. Um, mm-hmm. Another book that really changed my life is like an autobiography of the spiritually incorrect mystic. Um, by Osho, that book did huge things for me at the time. Uh, I love I love Osho. He's a controversial dude, but I always go back and uh, and and read him. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're some of the, the biggest books of the last little while. Um, yeah, there's so many, there's so many. It's insane the amount of like internal transformation we can go through just by flicking through some pages because the one thing that I love about books and I've said it on the podcast multiple times is it's such a cheat code to life you can spend you know six hours eight hours of your life and you're basically downloading what someone's put their entire life into their entire existence into you can download that information in a matter of hours yeah so uh, I just those two books they're they're on the realm of kind of spirituality and uh, one thing that I'm really starting to notice the the way that my circle is shifting is and maybe this is just the world um, in a whole that it is becoming um, a lot more paramount to be conscious to you know really look at look within in your body and see your trauma and all that kind of stuff and deal with it when when building a business so how would you how would you divine your spirituality was it something that you found um, throughout your older years or was it from your parents? Like, how was that part of you developed? Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, my parents, um, yeah, they, they grew up, like they grew, like brought me up inside of like, uh, like evangelical Christianity. So like Hillsong sort of vibe churches. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up in that and was a, yeah, a very uh, strong believer until I was probably around like 17 or 18. Um, where I went traveling and I was like, Hey, I don't know about this anymore, but that was my, my introduction mm. to spirituality to a spiritual experience. It wasn't like a, you know, like an old Catholic church. It was like a young, exciting, there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of life. There's a, there was a lot of like, yeah, there's a lot of spiritual stuff going on. <laughs> and that was my you know, introduction mm. to, to spirituality. And, you know, I you know, realized that it wasn't for me, um, you know, probably around 18 and, uh, but you know, my spiritual journey, like, it wasn't like the end of spirituality for me. It just like meant spirituality was bigger than, than this one idea that I'd, that I'd encountered as a kid or the, this one idea and that it was, um, yeah, it was so much bigger than that. And yeah, I don't know. Spirituality is like a hard thing to divine. Like I think 
you know, in a lot of ways, mm. like everything's spiritual and everyone's spiritual in their own way. Um, and yeah, I love, I love the, uh, you know, the pursuit of, you know, the pursuit of like a greater understanding of ourselves because I think, and, and the world, I, I think that's like a, a very spiritual thing to do. Yeah. One thing I've come to realize, uh, in my later years, cause, um, I, I grew up kind of really being annoyed by religions, um, you know, from like an atheist family. And I used to, I used to get like physically annoyed because I'm like, you know, all these people are brainwashed, blah, 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 blah. And over the last four or five years, um, as I've do- like dove into alternative spirituality, because um, I went to a, a Catholic school, so I was exposed to it my entire life, but I didn't realize how all this like different spiritual practices are all the same. They just have different titles for things. They're all the same kind of intention. They all are putting power in something larger than themselves. They're all about, you know, spreading positive energy and, and things like that. And the way that prayer, whether that be, you know, spiritual meditation, um, like prayers of all the different religions, the way that that affects our body on a like cellular level is so ridiculously powerful. It's given me such a newfound appreciation for the role that spirituality has actually had in the human development. Yeah, man, for sure. Like, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think that's one of the biggest things that like I grew up on. Like, yeah, I grew up going to private schools, like Christian private schools or whatever. Um, But I like, you know, I was was such a strong believer. I was so convinced on like, (laughs) um, but um, yeah, I, I, uh, there's, because, because I think I, I experienced so much power in it. You know, even if, yeah, whether it was in prayer or whether it was in the music, like, yeah, it can transform your physiology and like, yeah, you know, get this energy and aliveness that's like pretty undeniable. Mm. Um, And yeah, you can get that in so many different ways, you know, and yeah, it doesn't have to be in one rigid ideology, but you can get it from like a more universal, open, uh, non-judgmental, non-dogmatic way, uh, which is fucking amazing. Have you um, read much about the way that um, water changes its molecular structure in like the presence of prayer? No, I've heard of water changing uh, in like uh, with positive as- affirmations and like and certain words, but I haven't heard mm-hmm. with like prayer in particular. Yeah, well, positive affirmations, it's essentially just another form of prayer. Um, but there's this um, one book, he's a Japanese scientist and he spent like 15 years literally studying water. And it, the book comprises of, you know, nearly a thousand photos of the water molecules under a microscope. So they form like a, like a snowflake crystal. Wow. And he would show certain things like what a water looks like that's out of a toxic swamp. And the crystals will be really ugly, misshaped. They won't be symmetrical, all that kind of stuff. And then he'll show holy water under a, under a microscope and most beautiful crystals perfectly symmetrical like you can notice the molecular structure different but what's crazy about this is you can take that same dead water whether it be tap water whether it be from a dead swamp all that kind of stuff even water that's just been cursed at and sent negative energy to forms this ugly shapes then you can put that water in like a holy environment, whether you're saying affirmations to it, whether it's in a church or something along those lines, and that water will actually completely change its molecular structure. 
So there is this real kind of science behind holy water and how effective and beautiful it can be to the human body. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's fucking, yeah, that's awesome. Like, yeah, no doubt. I, um, yeah, but <laughs> I reckon that's true. That's, uh, I should, I should fucking pray more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, because what, what are we like, you know, 70% water or some ridiculous shit? So I'm sure it does something to us. Yeah, 100%. I gotta, yeah, I'll, I'll start praying again. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. So, um, you're the let's go back to the this documentary thing. So, I get the sense that you know, you're into you know, visually pleasing things. So, what gave you the inspiration to to make a documentary and talk us through how that was conceptualized yeah cool yeah like creating like compelling um videos is you know a big part of our marketing like with my agency uh so i've always had like a love of like crafting you know beautiful sales videos and just like you know sales driven content in video form um and yeah i was in i was in holland at the time and uh yeah i just wanted a greater expression a greater outlet um, for that creativity uh, that maybe wasn't for a client and just to create something for the sake of creating something. Um, and yeah, Dom, who was, you know, working for me as a videographer um, full time back then, um, was like, yeah, I just said, hey, do you want to fucking come to Norway, man? Let's, let's, let's fucking do something. And we didn't really even have a plan. Um, but we just, you know, we just had a crack and, and, and yeah, and put something together. But it was, yeah, it was just a desire to fucking, you know, to create something great and, um, you know, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I want to live a life worth living. I want to, you know, I want to inspire people. I think it's one of the best feelings in the world. It, like, it's like a universal thing that I speak to for every human being. Like, the, like one of the ultimate feelings is the feeling of inspiring someone. It's like one of the most, you know, beautiful things about being a human being is like this huge high we get from inspiring people. <laughs> and, and, you know huge high they get from like receiving that inspiration um so i wanted to do that and you know i wanted to yeah i wanted to have a crack i wanted to have a crack they say that you know our highest potential exists at the intersection of all our highest values um and i felt like also maybe in my normal marketing work there was bits and pieces that you know i wasn't being able to give my full gift in that way um, in, in some elements, like, I feel like I had more to give that maybe, you know, there wasn't an outlet for that in the business. So that was a, a bit of a reason as well. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, I, this, I had so many good reasons to create that documentary and the, yeah, I had, I had many, many good reasons. Um, you know, also reasons around like, you know, I want to, you know, I see so many young people just like settling, um, so early, man, settling so early um for shitty jobs average partners in you know small towns <laughs> and you know that uh I, I see i see friends i went to school with that you know we said we're going to change the world and now they're fucking working an office job they fucking hate with a girl that they don't really like that much <laughs> you know in a town that doesn't really inspire them and i'm just like i just fucking i just fucking hate it man i'm just like come on like we said we we're going to change the world we're going to do this we're going to do that so you know i feel like putting out some pieces like this is gonna i would love to ignite some fires inside of people and um you know get them to question mm. the unconscious question just the habits and bullshit that we fall into 
from our school system, from religion, from parents, just like, not that it's necessarily bad, but it's just, we didn't choose it. You know, we're born here. You know, we didn't choose our name. We didn't choose our religion. We didn't choose our nationality. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, I don't owe anyone anything. I have no obligation to be or do, you know, <laughs> anything or be anyone. I can I can do whatever the fuck I want to be because I, at the end of the day, I didn't choose to be here. This is, a, you know, <laughs> I got no obligations. I can, I can do whatever I want. I loved every second of that. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah, there's there's lots of um there's lots of overlaps to what inspires me and what you've just said there. And at the end of the day, like whether we get more than one life, who knows? But like when my eyes close at the end of this run, um, not knowing if there's anything on the other side, I I want to be super content with the the life that I've lived, you know, uh, the people that I've come in contact with. Because one of the things that used to wear me down so heavily is compromising constantly. I was just compromising, compromising, and I was doing it out of a place of love in lots of ways, which also makes it a lot more hurtful because I ended up building resentment towards myself, you know, and it's difficult once we get stuck in, in these decisions that we've made. Like, and you know, I've got... I've got um, responsibilities because I wanted this new car and or like, you know, my jo- my boss needs me to show up because then he'll be upset or, you know, my girlfriend doesn't want to move to Sydney with me because she's got a job here. And like, we just get caught up in all these, you know, expectations. Um, and, you know, I look at, look at someone like yourself who is essentially, you're doing big things with big responsibilities, but... You, you seem to be doing it in a way where you're not carrying the weight. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Like I'm not doing it out of an obligation or I'm not doing it because it's an expectation from somebody else. It's like, this is my mission. This is like, I, you know, I see a path here. This is like the mission of my life. There's nothing, you know, I'd rather be doing. Um, but yeah, dude, there's so many people who give away their fucking dreams because their girlfriend doesn't want to move to the next town. <laughs> Oh, there's, so, there's so many people that don't go after what's in their heart because their parents would prefer if they they fucking you know go to university for a year first just to get something behind them or you know there's so many people mm-hmm. that, that have this massive dream and vision for their life and they'll throw it away because oh maybe it's better that i fucking get get a shitty house in uh, in Ormo first, just get get a get a pay, get a house deposit together. When they've got this burning mm. dream, passion inside of them for for an inspired life, and they give it all mm. away so cheaply, um, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's it's sad to watch. Um, it's sad to watch. We sold the dream though that we need like this security. You know, we need we need the house. Once I got the house and I got the family, then I'll go and travel. You know, but. You're going to travel with what, two kids, three kids, like while yeah. paying off a mortgage, all this kind of shit. You know, like we are, is, this is the most cliche fucking thing that's ever going to come out of my mouth. But we are, we are young once, you know, you might have a young mind going into um, like your old age and stuff like that. But there's really only, you know, 15 years of your life where you are unbound, where you can go and make huge mistakes all around the world. And not necessarily pay too high a price. Unless you go kill someone, that's a different story. But hopefully none of our listeners would do something like that. Yeah. (laughs) 100%, man. So um, 
we'll probably move towards um, a wrap up. But obviously, we've chatted about the we've chatted about your documentaries. Um, we've chatted a lot about Lion Social. We've chatted about your travels, what's going on inside your mind, and I want to know what's next for you. What have you got a clear vision of what you're striving towards, or you just riding the wave? Yeah, no, I've got a very clear vision, man. Like it's it's always evolving, but um, yeah, continuing to grow Lion Social and just scaling amazing online education and coaching businesses, like. We're, yeah, we're, we're fucking making huge gains every month and, and, and breaking records every month uh, for ourselves and our clients. So we just continue on that growth path a long time, walking in that direction and just a, you know, ruthlessness to get better uh, every month and just like pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, with the documentaries, you know, we're going to put out around, I think we're going to aim for about two documentaries. We're going to do two documentaries this year. We've already filmed one. We start filming next Wednesday for the next one. I think we're going to do about two a year. Um, and then, you know, my end goal and my, my real vision for my life where I feel like I'm going to have the greatest impact is a company that I'm starting called Telos, uh, which is going to be, you know, a, you know, a modern alternative to mainstream further education where we're going to, you know, equip young people with the skills and the tools to, to master their life, building the income, doing what they love in, you know, around their highest values and their greatest gifts. And uh, yeah, we're gonna run our first online event at the start of next year um, under under Telos. So that's my long term vision is you know to make a dent in the in the education industry. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, so you know my vision and my my mission going forward is yeah to make a, a meaningful uh, dent in in education and provide you know a, a real alternative to mainstream further education by equipping young people with the skills of life mastery uh, and help them build an income uh, online doing what they love inside of their highest values and that's yeah that's my long that's my long play you know that's going to be the business that I spend my life building I think um, you know Alliance Social is uh, how I've seen it it's just been an amazing apprenticeship. Uh, the documentary films are going to like allow me to reach, you know, heaps and heaps of people and, and impact heaps of lives. And then, you know, tell us what we're building, um, you know, at the moment and what we're putting together is, you know, I feel like it's going to be a, a real genuine alternative that people around 16 to 18 can be like, Hey, I don't have to do this fucking university thing. I can come into, into this digital space. I can be surrounded by amazing mentors who are already on the journey. I can be given the skills and the resources to be able to pursue my own education because I'm my own best teacher uh, and I'm going to learn how to use what I'm mainly good at and inspired to do to build the, an income online, um, you know, a leveraged income to build real wealth. So, you know, I pretty much my biggest lessons from my biggest mentors, all the things that I feel like set me apart from my peers and what I wish I had when I was 16, when I first dropped out of high school, um, you know, I got kicked out of three schools in, inside of like nine months uh, in my mid-teens. Um, so that led to, you know, me being pretty pissed off about education and, and, and the bullshit of the school system. Um, so, yeah, this is, that's my long-term version. We're going to fucking, that's how we're going to change the world. Mm. Yeah, it, it starts with the kids, as funny as that is. It, it's, they're, they're the generation that is malleable enough and they're open to, ideas of change you know some adults can pick up new technologies and things but it, it really starts with like educating the younger generations yeah 100 percent, man like 
I feel like after, after like early twenties, mid twenties, there's so much unlearning that has to be done and all like these limiting beliefs, all these incorrect mindsets. There's so much time and energy that has to be put into getting rid of them. Like, uh, it's easier. Yeah. To, I think just start with the, with the kids who haven't learned as much of all the, of all the wrong stuff just yet. What was a major unlearning you had to go through? Mm, so many beliefs, man. So many beliefs around money about what money is um, and how to get it. <laughs> um, so many beliefs around like what is a good mm-hmm. life, um, you know, how I should spend my life. Cause like, yeah, that question is like, you know, the greatest question, like one of the greatest questions is like, what even is a good life? Um, and I think more than like particular mm-hmm. mindsets or beliefs, it's just like this greater picture that you paint of what the world looks like in relation to the people around you and the lives they're living and how they see the world. So it might not be like a particular truth that you can point out, but this is like this world of inexplicit knowledge that's created by the you know expectations and ideas and perceptions of the people that we're surrounded by in our environment. Yeah, and I feel like the traveling that you've done would given you a new lens to see the discrepancies in your beliefs because how come you know you're on the other side of the world and all these people are operating with an entirely different set of you know beliefs and, and guidelines and and yet like they're still able to function you know I feel like that exposure would have given you a, a clear lens to look through. Yeah, man. I was like, I was told that there was this one little narrow way of the good life and that, you know, you had to walk this narrow path. And then I was like, yeah. And then I was fucking, you know, what, you know, swimming naked on the beach in the coast of Spain with a bunch of crazy fucking Swedish people who had a completely different set of ideas around the world and, 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 you know, what's a good life. And I was like, Hey, these people could be living an even better life. I don't know. I like what these guys are doing. I like what these guys are doing. Mm. And, you know, like, I think I realized that, you know, Montaigne talked mm. about it in his essays. He said, you know, like, all morality is hypocrisy. Um, all morality is localized. You know, morality stems from fear of death, but it's like, you know, it's, all morality is like a, a group, um, you know, of ideas from a single particular geographical location. And there's no, you know, there's no two fucking countries in the world that have the same set of, you know, like beliefs around what's right and wrong. And it's, it's, it's all, it's all localized. So if I want to live, you know, with, you know, an international perspective, a global perspective, or, you know, uh, an interstellar <laughs> perspective, uh, you know, I need to transcend local moralities because <laughs> that's going to hold me back. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. So much wisdom from a fucking 22 year old. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, you mentioned limiting beliefs around money earlier on then let's, let's dive back to that because, you know, this is before the money. Um, and the way that I view money essentially is, is a tool, you know, I feel like when, when we can harness money, we can have impact, you know, it's something to strive towards. It is in my opinion, not the end goal. It is a transient thing that we use to live life. It's just the way that the system has been set up. Um, what were some of your limiting beliefs around money? How was that kind of holding you back? And then when you made those changes, what were some of the kind of results from that change? Yeah, for sure. Like, for example, like uh, you need to work 40 hours a week. Uh, you need to work full time. You need to, you know, you need to work a job that you don't like, that you have to sacrifice for money. 
um, that $100,000 is a lot of money. <laughs> um, that, you know, like all these, all these beliefs around like, um, yeah, what is a lot of money? Um, a lot of people saying, yeah, you know, ideas around like, oh, you know, if I had a lot of money, you know, I would just give it all away. Um, which is, you know, people say that they don't actually think that, um, yeah, just incorrect limiting beliefs. Um, but I think around, yeah, what it takes to, a lot of beliefs around what it takes to get money as well. Like, you know, money's hard to get. Um, you need money to make money bullshit. <laughs> um, like, you know, money. Yeah. And I guess I came to the conclusion, you know, through study, my dad was amazing, taught me a lot of things, obviously like there's taught me some things that probably wrong as well, but taught me a lot of good things there. And, you know, I came to the conclusion through the study and the personal development and all the things that I did was that money's just like another form of energy, man. Money's a form of energy. And, uh, it's a law of the universe that, you know, energy can't be created or destroyed. It can only change forms. And, um, you know, one of my, that, that means, you know, we can never be missing. Nothing can ever be missing. It's always present just maybe in a different form. Maybe that energy isn't in monetary form, but we still have the energy somewhere in our lives. And, one of my uh, mentors, Dr. D. Martini, fucking absolute G. <laughs> he, um, you know, he has this mm-hmm. idea that everyone has a billion dollars worth of value. Everyone has a billion dollars worth of assets. It's just lies hidden and dormant in our lives, in our stories, in in our current environment. Like, and if we do the work to ask the questions and to find that wealth, it exists in us, just in a different form. Um, and that was a that was a big mindset for me, uh, mindset shift for me that shifted for me that I, you know I already am, you know I've got a billion I got billions of dollars worth of value to give to the world. I've got billions of dollars worth of assets inside of me and my environment and, and what I can deliver. I've just got to do the work, ask the questions, and bring it into the form that I please. And if the form I want is uh, U.S. dollars, that's uh, that's that's how I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you play around in the crypto world at all? Yeah, a little bit, like. Last but what the bull run starting what like last August with the NFTs, one of my good mentors uh, in marketing got me in like at a pretty sweet time, like last August, and I yeah, did pretty well mm-hmm. last year. But for me, like mm-hmm. you know, I think my biggest you know the biggest use for my energy is like creating a cash flow business, creating real assets, um, you know, trading for sure. Like uh, one of my good mates, Caleb Russell, um, follow him on Instagram. He's like a big crypto guys. Um, and he got into the same with me and he's rapper and he's done fucking amazing. Like, you know, he's, he's killing it, making a crazy amount of money. But I'm, I'm a big believer that, you know, investing's awesome, but like, I think we should focus on building real cash flow businesses that are, you know, that aren't dependent on all these factors outside our control. So I kind of like, I, he, he'll pretty much tell me when to buy and sell shit and I just listen and do it. Um, <laughs> and other than that, I focus on building cash flow business. Yeah, it's an interesting way of looking at it because especially the way that, you know, crypto market especially, there's just so much FOMO that like boils up. And, you know, if you are, you know, investment inclined and you see what's going on, you can really like rush into things without taking a step back and thinking, okay, well, yes, there's a potential for me to make money here, but is that potential going to pull me away from a place where I'm guaranteed to make money with the right amount of effort, with the right amount of consistency. So that's one thing that I feel like we really struggle with in this day and age where we're so connected, we have access to everything. Just maintaining that laser focus on 
a few things that really light you up and running with them. Um, me talking for my personal story, that's that was the main thing when I changed my scatterbrainness and just started to focus that I was happier. I started to see proper results. You know, I was starting to build influence um, because I was giving enough time to one specific sector for me to become good at it rather than spreading my energy across bunch of different things like you just mentioned yeah man for sure there's such a there's like and people will talk about like in the nft space oh you know like i made this fucking trade i made like 100k in half an hour and it's like fuck yeah awesome that's like a that's like chances are that's an extremely rare trade for you maybe you do like a handful of those trades your entire life if you're like a fucking absolute beast and it didn't take you half an hour Mm. you've been online wired 24 7 for the last three months um <laughs> and you know you're probably gonna and, and you know you might have made that yeah you know if you're smart enough to take profits and sell at the top awesome and you know then what do you do with those profits you probably reinvest and lose a bunch um but i'm like fuck how about i just build a business where i can create fucking 100k every month no matter what the market cycles like no matter if there's fucking mm. fear and fun and like that you know, it's not dependent on like some fucking you know, profile picture, NFT drop <laughs> is my income isn't dependent on that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's, yeah, the energy is just way better invested in into building a real business. Um, but that's just my idea anyway. People are making a fuck where there's a lot, there's a bunch of 16 year old kids working yeah. way more than me that have been flipping JPEGs. So. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm of the belief that regardless of what you decide to put your energy in, just focus it. You know, if you decide to go, yeah, crypto is something I'm passionate about and you're going to dive headfirst into cryptocurrency, explore all facets of cryptocurrency, give it your all, immerse yourself in the environment, immerse yourself in the mindsets, the strategies, everything. Just don't try and do, just don't try and immerse yourself in too many things because you end up doing shit at all of them. Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. 100%. Yeah. Pick, yeah. Pick those couple of things and, and give it your everything rather than, yeah, so many people just literally pad from, from one thing to another and they never get to, you know, see the gains of like compound compound interest in their lives and their commitment because they don't hang around long enough to, to see that. Yeah. I've really enjoyed this, man. Um, I, I would love for us to, you know, do one of these face to face if we bump into each other somewhere in the world. Um, but I've got I've got one last question for you. Um, so I just wanted to kind of thank you for coming on before the money. I uh, appreciate you sharing your value. Um, if you were to have a conversation with your sixteen year old self, how would that conversation go down? What What are the things you'd say? It's a good question. I think um, I think I would give my 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 sixteen year old self like two pieces of advice. Um, that would be very confusing and conflicting. And I would say, be less skeptical, you know, be more open, be less skeptical. Uh, and at the, very time, at the very same time, I would say, be more skeptical. Because <laughs> um, I, I think about my journey, wow. if I hadn't been so skeptical, some, maybe in the internet marketing space and I, you know, there's, you know, I probably could have like progressed a lot faster, a lot earlier. Um, and if I had been a little bit more skeptical about some bullshit <laughs> about religion, 
about inherited beliefs, uh, other, other people's ideas around the world, I probably would have progressed a lot faster as well. Um, but yeah, that, that's probably the advice I give to 16 year old Jay. Well, that's definitely the first we've had on the show. So I appreciate yeah, your time, been, man. This uh, has yeah, been, been wicked. Chat and yeah, for sure, man. I'll, I'll be back home on the Gold Coast for two months to see everyone for Christmas. So we'll, uh, we'll have to catch up for a coffee or something. Yeah. yeah, I'm there, bro. I'm there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Um, it's been a wicked episode. I am so thankful for you guys tuning in every week. Um, obviously, I get so much joy out of having these conversations, but like we've touched on in this episode, it's the impact in other people's lives that really make it all worthwhile. So I appreciate you guys. Continue sending messages. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Um, I'm doing this for you. We're doing this together. So thank you guys for tuning in. I'll see you all next week. And that is another one in the bag. Thank you so much for hanging around all the way to the end of the episode. Our sponsors also want to thank you too. Anarchy Label, the producers of this show, have teed up an exclusive discount code for you. You'll find it in the show notes below for all you wonderful people who've chosen to stay all the way to the end. If you enjoyed being a part of the conversation today, don't keep this to yourself. Share this episode to your channel of choice. Send it to a friend who you know is going to get value. And most importantly, for all you diehard fans that want to see this show blow up and impact more lives, hit the donate link in the show notes below. I hope today's episode sparked a little idea inside your head maybe you go off and change your life or do something crazy like that but i want to thank you guys for hanging around this has been a wicked episode my name is jack william you'll find all my links below and i will see you guys bouncing with energy with another hot topic next tuesday peace and love